Hey, what's going on, everyone? Man, super grateful and excited to share with you that Redefining Masculinity, um, my book project is launching soon. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Mark Hunter, Edwin Arister, Ryan Hall, and um, just here. Um, I'm going to read to you the my... I'm going to... This is part of the process. Uh, we're almost done just reading through it to see um everything looks good and wanted to share the process with you of releasing our book called redefining masculinity which i'll post a link to it below okay so yeah wanted to give a shout out to peter mclean and thank you chris tomasi for connecting us uh, mark hunter alex terranova christopher page kevin wilhelm Aaron Arister, Ryan Hall, and Joseph Belogna, and then I'm chapter nine. Um, so let's, let's get into it. Acknowledgements. I'm grateful for every single human being who has made a difference in my life. Garrett Rothers, who's listening, is all it takes to feel connected to the world. Mark Hunter, thank you for your contributions and for standing for each and every one of us at Accomplishment Coaching. Antonio Brasi. Alex Terranova, Neil Goldstein, Ryan Long, Randy Gornitsky, Aaron Boykin, Jeff Zakarski, Frank Bonomo, and Jason Dukes. You've all been the clearing example of men who have helped me not to be afraid to show my emotions. I cried 180 days out of the 365 days during the program and I wouldn't have it any other way. Laura Westman, Alex Terranova, Jason Dukes and Mark Hunter, your coaching has been instrumental in my healing to be fully present in my marriage and with my family. The brothers of Pi Delta Psi, especially Tommy Chan, Feng Huin, Tan Nguyen and my best friend, Davis Huang, you, you've all, you have all taught me the meaning of brotherhood. My mother, grandmothers, uncles, and sisters, I'm sorry it took me so long to be able to see the beauty in each and every one of you. The Landmark family, Trevor Price and Kevin Ko, my coaches from Landmark who held the space while I made every excuse in the book to run away from family. It's the thing that calls me the most. Being able to see other men cry and be able to process their deepest, darkest emotions. Shout out to the fellas, Aditya, Gunti, Brandon Nye, Edwin Arister, Nick Pan, Jeff Zakarski, Juan D'Angelo, um, Nick Singh, Spencer White, William Lee, Michael Lagori, and Juan David. The men's group that I've created have created has given me so much. I cannot describe in words what you mean to me. Seeing everyone open up and share their hearts so openly gives me optimism that there's a new wave of men who are not afraid to love and not afraid to show their weaknesses. To, uh, my beautiful wife, Samantha Chang, is so patient with me. She helps me see what's possible by working on and being committed to our family. She touches me and shows me what unconditional love looks like. It may not be perfect, but I feel pretty close to being perfect when I'm with you. My mother, I love you so much. Thank you for coming to America where all of your kids are thriving and we can have freedom and choices. To the other contributing authors, Mark Hunter, Alex Terranova, Ryan Hall, Kevin Wilhelm, Joseph Belogna, Aaron Arister, Christopher Page, and Peter McLean, thank you. Thank you to 
Chris Wong and Thomas Wang for being my first two coaches. Although my time with you both was short, you introduced me to, into this beautiful world called personal responsibility. All of this would not be possible without the incredible and loving Elizabeth Hill. You've shown us what's possible through collaboration, love, joy, and trusting your intuition. Special shout out to the Greenheart Living Team, uh, Jamie Williams and Casey Banville for their contributions and edits. I never thought I would be a writer, but with your support, anything is possible. The introduction, David's annoying hand, hang. The reason why I put together this project, I put this project together was because I was a product of masculinity gone wrong. Unfortunately, my father never had a place to process his feelings and emotions. I spent the last 18 years of my life without a father and wanted to be the opposite of him. That's not an empowering way to live life. Over the past four years, I've learned to accept him and, and that he did the best he could given the circumstances. To provide context, my father moved to America at a young age and worked through racism. He was robbed and had many things stolen from him. He was a street vendor. You know, those people you come across when walking through any city, they sell watches, uh, they sell watches, gloves, scarves. One memorable story was that he had a truck full of merchandise stolen from him. He had over $15,000 worth of merchandise stolen that had, and that had taken us many months to get. I see many other men who are not able to process their emotions because of societal norms and cultural values. I started taking a different path after attending some men's groups. I was always an emotional person. I'm not sure why that is, but I was told that I would cling to my dad when I was, when I was a baby and cry anytime he put me down. It shattered my heart when he left us without saying a word. He moved to California when I was a sophomore in high school. Since then, I've had many good role models such as Michael Liguori Sr., Bill Jones, Tommy Chan, and many brothers in my Asian cultural fraternity, Pilot Tasai. These role models have had a significant influence on me growing up. Creating a safe place where men can cry, lean on each other, and open up about personal issues that, that come up is freeing and can be life-changing. In the men's group I've created, it's been heartwarming to see all of us open up about our insecurities and celebrate each other's victories and accomplishments. Thank you for taking the time to be curious and for your commitment to growing and serving the families around you. With this book, I challenge you to start opening up more about your insecurities and have a deep conversations with have deep conversations with people around you. You'd be surprised at how we all create these intimate conversations and you could be the one who initiates all this be magical beauty. That's really uh, refreshing and it's cool to reflect, to just see that, you know, my story about not being a good writer, I was so afraid to reread this cause I was like, oh my God, like it's gonna be so bad, but it actually turned out to be pretty good. Um, yeah, so it's been a really interesting journey to be a writer, uh, something that I would definitely recommend to all of you, anyone who's interested. It's been quite a beautiful uh, experience. Just notice how cool my background looks too with the lake in front of me, and then you can see the woods behind it. It's actually pretty cool. <laughs> so I'll read to you chapter nine now. Forgiveness is a gift. Davidson knowing him. Masculinity has, um, is an interesting topic for me. I never saw myself as a masculine guy growing up, but I've delved deeper into my true authentic self. I realized that I have become a man who impacts thousands of lives daily. 
Being vulnerable is one of my superpowers, and I'm grateful for all the opportunities that have come my way to be able to help lift others up. I want to share with you defining moments that have signified, significantly impacted me and whom I've chosen to be for the world. I'm a huge podcast nerd. So when I listen to Tim Ferriss, Rich Roll, Lewis House, Tony Robbins, and other men who openly share their depression and disempowering beliefs, it warrants my heart to know that I'm not alone. Going through the hero's journey is a part of being a man. I was grateful for the trauma when, when moving away to, com to a completely different state where I didn't know anybody. Those times of depression where I felt so lost and unsatisfied with my decisions and choices led me to be a pretty fantastic career coach. I remember sitting through accomplishment coaching weekends. It's a year-long intensive professional development coaching program, crying my heart out and processing how much I missed my friends and family. And all, all the moments played a crucial part in becoming Davidson. Three moments that drastically affected my life but where a blessing in disguise was when I was laid off three separate times working at jobs I was not passionate about. These helped me revise my career goals and helped me want to take responsibility and ultimately be a better person. It was so bad that during one of the, the Wednesday morning standing meetings, the VP of sales gave me a clock as a present because I was late so often. All of, the, all of these times when people have projected and said I would never make it to dental school, and I would, need, I would need to get my shit together, feel this passion and desire to succeed in life. People have always asked me what drives me to want to do so much. And I, I say it's because I failed at so many, diff so many things in life that I told myself that I never want to encounter the heartbreak I had when I was laid off for lack of performance. I would certainly say I'm a late bloomer. I never did well in school and I felt like I didn't have many close friends consistently. I always felt like an outsider. I was told that I was not Asian enough for Asians, and of course not fitting in because of my eyes and skin color made me unable to feel truly comfortable around white people. I realized my need to meet new people, win them over is also my kryptonite. That's why more recently, I spent a lot of time creating these communities where I get to have these vulnerable conversations where men can talk about how hard it is being a father or if they're afraid of marriage. I was so afraid of marriage, being tied down to someone I recently got married this year, and I remember saying to myself one day, why would anyone subject children to this cruel, cruel world? Although I'm quite optimistic nowadays, I remember always blaming the world for all of my problems. Why was I short? Why did I grow off living off of government assistance and food stamps? I have learned to shift the question around, and it starts with, well, what could I be grateful for today? Who do I have around me that lifts me up? How can I be more like them? Zach Mulhall, one of the guys I look up to, always has a beaming personality. Even though he's laser focused, he's present when he's with you. Edwin Arister, another one of my closest friends who has a billion dollar smile laugh, is always doing what he can to help everyone else around him be the best possible versions of themselves. Now I continually ask myself, how can I lift others up? Instead of always thinking about Davidson, whenever I'm in service of another human being, I feel much more connected to the world. Like many men, I've always thought about athletes and being in shape as a man. I'm gonna be honest and put it out there that it can be quite judgmental with people who are overweight. It brings me back to uh, when I was in fifth grade and I came in last in the mile in school. I remember feeling so defeated. And from that day on, I joined cross country, spring track and winter track. One of them, 
One of my favorite memories in life is completing the Spartan Beast. I do endurance races and it started and started because of my asthma. I started noticing a trend that I tend to dive into whatever I perceive I'm weak at. Being voted most reserved in the fifth grade in the yearbook has changed me because I didn't want to be someone who people couldn't relate to. It took me a couple of years, but I finally became very social. This pandemic has helped me see that it's hard for me to, to, for, <clears throat> to me to, um, it's hard for me to be by myself. For the last seven months or so, I've been by myself more, often hiking by myself. Before that, I never did anything by myself. And if I did, I would be depressed. It's funny how you can feel lonely in a city of 11 million people like Manhattan. I remember eating my problems away. When I first started seeing a therapist, I never thought I would have a life making the type of money I am and even writing this book. I was never a great writer, at least that was my story. I realized that having this disempowering belief was not serving me. So I started writing more and putting myself out there. Not everything you put out in the world will people, uh, people will vibe with it. And that's just life. I used to take feedback so personally, and I still do, but at least I know it's coming from a good place. You can choose what you want to do with that feedback. Not all feedback is created equal as well. Every, everything someone says is a projection. I know every time I judge someone for being overweight, it's because I personally am not comfortable in my own skin. I look back to those days where I felt so helpless and weak from, from being last. And even things like flexibility. It took me a while to realize that flexibility is sexy. I find myself going to yoga classes and most of the time being one of the few men who attends these classes. My relationship with money has, uh, has been one of the most challenging and at the same time uplifting relationships. In our society, money still means a lot. And sometimes people equate money with happiness. Growing up as a child of parents who are refugees, I can see why money is talked about so much. I remember when my grandmother came to observation day one of, during one of my coaching programs. And the first thing she asked was, can you make good money as a coach? I assured her that you could. Growing up in the third world country was not easy for my family. My mother grew up without a father most of her life. He died during the war. He was an English interpreter for the U.S. soldiers during the world. And even although I'm sad I was never able to meet him, I'm glad that my grandmother, uncle, and, and mother tried their hardest to escape Vietnam to live in a country with more freedom choices and opportunities. On my father's side, my grandfather was not very faithful and for my grandmother to raise 12 kids by herself was not easy. Unfortunate that they escaped the Vietnam War. Clearly it was a traumatic time since no one talks about it. Having compassion for my father's decision, I could see that he followed in my grandfather's footstep of wanting to be free and explore without being tied down. I noticed that every time I traveled to another country or did something on my own, it would be nice for a little bit, but I would get lonely again. I would miss Samantha, my wife. I'm not, a, not ashamed to be uh, myself around her, and we have corny pet names, and that's okay. Tony Robbins says masculine energy is getting stuff done. I'm grateful. I have a bias towards action, as many would say. Being a doer, I realize that it's equally as important to focus on the being. Who do I want to be in the world? Reflecting in a journal, writing down and digging into my thoughts and what I'm proud of, excited about and grateful for every day helps me live a happier, more fulfilled, intentional life. I'm lucky that even though I leverage my masculine energy to get things done, 
I can also be compassionate and leverage my emotions to bring out passions in all of my projects and activities. Mental health within men is something I'm passionate about because I relate to feeling so lost. And I'm so grateful that my first coach, Chris Wong, posted on Facebook asking if anyone was interested in a sample session. I never thought I'd be writing a book about this topic five years later. I'm so grateful that in five years, I've accomplished more than the 28 years before that. Oh, in the last five years, I've accomplished more than the 28 years before that. Thanks uh, to the continuous reading and being curious about my judgments of myself and the world. How you treat others is a reflection of how you treat yourself. Many of us are not so, not so kind to ourselves. Writing down what I enjoy about my life and what makes me happy day to day is a practice that has served me well in being content with everything that's happening for me. These practices, I would love to challenge you to take on. Daily gratitude exercises in your journal with an extra bonus if you can share it publicly. Meditation. I never thought of myself as a meditator. It just seems so out of reach. And at times it's still a challenge for me to make it a regular practice. But on the days I do meditate, I'm a bit kinder to myself and everyone else around me. Mike Hard, a former CEO when I was working at Bounty Jobs, used to say, assume positive intent. How many of us jump to conclusions that people have malicious intent, especially at work where people you don't see eye to eye with? Are there any assumptions I have about people based on the past? This pandemic could be one of the best things that has ever happened for society. Many of us in Western culture were taught to keep getting promoted and work hard to pay for your kid's education to go to college. How many of our parents are so busy putting food on the table that they could not attend their kids' recitals and practices? LinkedIn is leading the way by announcing that we will be 50% work from home for all employees. That's beautiful. To be able to drive my kids to practice and be there for them while still maintaining an excellent career is the dream. I'm excited that people and companies are starting to take a look at how we can be both great parents and still excel in our careers. We all know that when there's balance, employees are happier and people perform optimally. I want to share my takeaways from creating my men's group and the lessons from our conversation so far. To, to, to provide context, I started a men's group with 12 of my closest friends that I thought would be interested in having a more profound relationships with other men. I listened to a podcast interviewing Connell Brady, one of the guys I look up to. He was a part of a group called The Fellows, where, we want, where once a month, one of the members has a spotlight. We also have a buddy system to get paired up with someone new every month and to share goals to hold each other accountable. I have a, a, a spreadsheet listing all of my goals for the fellas and to hold me accountable to what I say and what I want to create in the world. For 90 minutes, one of the guys pours his heart out and discuss everything that's affecting him personally, professionally, and mentally. Whether he's dealing with a breakup or answering the question of why am I so hard on myself, the fellas provide a space where you can truly be authentic and open. The other members ask questions and provide feedback to help the fella be curious about their, their automatic ways of being and how to disrupt that. It's a truly and touching and powerful feeling that when you can sit aside, not say a word, and be able to see the magic unfold. When men connect and are not afraid to say things like, I love you, I got your back, and you don't know, we need, do not need to turn to violence or take it out on others. I generally believe that when given the space, we have the awareness around things that make us angry. We no longer make anger a bad thing and it no longer controls us. 
there's been so many moments where I could, where I would be so mad in college, I would punch holes in the wall. If I had the space to share my feelings, I wouldn't not have resorted to these moments of anger and frustration. Communicating with yourself and others is critical. It's a skill that for anyone can be uncomfortable at first. Sharing myself openly with my wife has taken so long because I was afraid. I told myself if my dad would not stick around for me, who can I trust? I would chat with many women to become more of a man, but I was too afraid to shop, to talk and share vulnerably with my partner. I'm grateful that we're opening up and that I can share my deepest insecurities with her. Of course, there's a possibility that I can get my heart broken, but there's so much possible when I live a life of courage, love, and affection. I try to show words of gratitude and love every time I encounter someone who's impacted my life. And I know for me, it always feels good to be acknowledged. Being able to acknowledge people is one of the most powerful tools in the world. And because when you truly feel her, you can move on and not dwell on the past anymore. I dream of a world where every man can have a men's group where we can talk about real things, not just football and superficial things. The, the feeling I get from our monthly calls when we can joke and be ourselves is, is like no others. We do not need to overinflate our accomplishments. We can truly just be. My relationships with Brandon Nye, Jeff Sikarski, and Edwin Arster are examples. I can tell that I love, I can tell them that I love them and generally mean it. There's no awkward feeling or thinking as a man in society. I don't, oh, I don't think you're supposed to say that. I hug them and don't feel weird that I'm showing physical displays of affection. Being independent is something that I used to be proud of because that's what society tells us we should do in Western culture. Don't get me wrong. I do love traveling to a different state, attending conferences in Austin, Texas, or Columbus, Ohio. But once I let go of the belief that I'm independent, I can truly be able to ask for help when I need it. Thank God my parents and my in-laws were kind enough to support me when I need it. Things come up and life doesn't always go the way you plan, but that's why it's beautiful to be supported. You grow by giving and there's an innate sense of connectedness the more you give in the world. It, mo it almost doesn't make sense logically. Whenever I'm feeling down and, I'm and I feel like I'm not being fiscally responsible or whatever self-disempowering belief I have about myself, I turn to by giving, by volunteering and helping someone else. That automatically lifts my mood and I feel whole again. I would recommend to anyone who has never volunteered or who hasn't in a while, I promise that you will feel a hundred times better. I used to think that men had to be athletic or that the better provider they are for their family, the better the man they, they are. Although financial security is one of the traits of being a man, I have learned that being authentic and not being afraid to say I love you to your wife in front of your kids, it's equally as important. Being able to show emotions does not mean weakness as a society, as society shows us in movies and TVs that, The modern masculinity is to be someone who can express his feelings no matter who is watching, who is not afraid to show physical displays of affections to others and his male friends. I envision a future where therapy is equally as prominent as going to the gym. Going to the gym for my mind has been one of the best decisions I've ever made. Because of the stigma with therapy, I used to be afraid to tell people I go to therapy. I still go to therapy, even though it's five years later, 
to be able to have a space where I can express how I'm feeling, to be able to go about life and crush knowing that I have the support that I'm not going crazy. Validating your experiences in a public setting can be freeing. I used to think that no one could possibly understand what I'm going through because of my situation is different. Suffering, pain, love, anger, and jealousy are all normal emotions. The more we suppress our feelings, the more they come out eventually, sometimes in, in explosions and by taking it out on someone. I forgive my father and mother for all of the arguments they had with each other. Although they were some very uncomfortable situations we witnessed as children growing up, I know that it wasn't, if it weren't for those moments, I wouldn't be writing this passage right now, sharing openly with you all. My call to action request is for, for all of you to explore, to deeply explore the things that trigger you and why you think that is, are you willing to forgive and move on from the past? These are the questions I often think about that have served me well in life. Who do I want to be today? Usually in the morning, set aside 15 minutes to journal openly about your feelings and things that are going on. How can I get myself into a higher energy state? Meditation, hiking, doing a bunch of push-ups. Who do I want to who do I want to acknowledge today? Can I send someone a handwritten card or text message saying that I'm thankful of them? Who are my some of my role models and what small actions can I take to model their behavior? Hug yourself. How many times have you been hard on yourself? It looks weird to do this, but it's a simple practice that works. Make a good shit list of all of your accomplishments for the day before you go to sleep. Shout out to William Lee for suggesting this one for me. You'll start to realize that you accomplished a lot more than you think. About Davidson, Davidson Hang is currently an account executive at LinkedIn Learning Solutions. He is a mentor, a husband, son, nephew, cousin, and also a career life coach. In his free time, he volunteers for Orphans Future Alliance, Build On, Pencil, iMentor, Streetwise Partners, and loves to give back to the community. He's been in the technology sales for over nine years and loves to help people heal their trauma. Their self, the self-development programs that have made the biggest difference for him are accomplishment coaching, next level training, landmark worldwide, and Tony Robbins seminars. Davidson's also a YouTuber, author, blogger, podcaster, and public speaking motivational coach. In his spare time, he's a wellness champion at LinkedIn, Toastmasters officer at Microsoft and LinkedIn, involved in Pi Delta Sci, and regularly writes articles about self-development coaching and sales. DavisonHang.com. Davison Nguyen Hang, 33, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Um, Davidson and Samantha. And then there's pictures of me with my wife um, on the day I proposed to her in Charleston. Um, and I have a picture with my sister. And then I have a picture on my wedding day with my wife and my good friends, Pritika and Summit. So yeah, well, that was a really fun and interesting experience. A lot less typos than I thought I would have, but I have, I, I spotted three different typos. So, um, well, hope you enjoyed it. Stay tuned. Um, and then if you want to buy a, a copy of the book, ping me and I'll send you my, I'll text you my Venmo. Uh, does it Venmo me $25 and then they'll cover like an autograph with a, a special, special message for you. And, uh, and then text me your address as well. And I'll send that over whenever that's ready. Thanks, everyone. Take care.